Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saltalamacchia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. This is one where you want Masa to try to totally unload. Just sell out and try to hit one into the Stingray tank. He did that BP, but that was against the machine. Here it is. And a swing and a drive. Left center field hit pretty well. Back goes really to the warning track by the fence. It's gone! Yoshida homers over the wall in left center, very similar to where Casas hit his ball, and the Red Sox have broken it open. They lead it 7-3. Masataka with his second home run in his many days. This one to the opposite field, and he crushed it. He's driven in two runs and four for Duval, number 15 for Masa. Yoshida giving him 68 RBIs. He heard you. He did. The great Will Fleming and Joe Castiglione on the call. Masa Yoshida going deep for the Red Sox in their win at Tampa. What a great way to start a day with a home run call. What a great way to start a day with the podcast, with the Baseball Isn't Boring podcast, at BB Isn't Boring, at BB Isn't Boring as the socials. Producer Evan, not only did he team up with Skiff, Liam Skiffington for just another outstanding power ranking podcast, which you want to go check out. But he's just dominating the socials at BB isn't boring. Thank you, FanDuel, for jumping aboard, being part of our family as well. It's such a pleasure, such an honor that you are part of the cause, the baseball isn't boring cause. Well, we like good stories. And while the Tampa Bay Rays did not win last night, in large part because of that Masa Yoshida home run, along with my, uh, Tristan Cassis' is home run. Tristan Cassis, you can find in the baseball and some boring on the go. We grabbed him right after the game, after he hit the home run, because it is the year anniversary of his debut. And I thought it was interesting to tell the stories, give the lessons for all the kids out there, what it's like to go through a year in the major leagues. That's exactly what we did, so go check that out. 
baseball isn't boring on the go with Tristan Cassis. But on the other side of things, a guy who is dominated last night once again, and that was Jake Diekman. Came in, he was a, one of the few good relievers for the Rays, and he had one inning, two only, uh, actually no hits, no runs, two strikeouts. Now his ERA since joining Tampa, after being released by the White Sox, the ERA two seven two. I mean, his opponent's batting average is at one eight five. You look at his baseball savant page; it's kind of crazy. Hard hit rate. I mean, it's 99th percentile. The guy has just been dominating. So what has happened after a couple of years of some ups and some downs, some wildness, some ineffectiveness, some, you know, some good points, some bad points, but ultimately he got released, like you said, by the White Sox. So what changed? Well, he went to Tampa and everything changed. That's what changed. And this is a, in large part to credit to Jake Diekman for changing some things, but also it offers Jake offers us an inside look at exactly how such things happen in Tampa so many times. I, it is a fascinating, fascinating look. I mean, we've done this before a little bit. We had Jake on briefly before we had Kyle Snyder, the pitching coach, for an extensive interview. But now we have some a month under our belt with Jake Diekman's story. It's a good one. So Jake takes us behind the scenes there, along with, of course, talking about fantasy football, talking about his Nebraska Cornhuskers. And we can't, we can't like, do a podcast without talking about how the art of fake paying at a, at a meal. Well, or how he views fake paying. Because obviously, we are the conversation starter when it comes to fake paying, coming off of the, uh, the Godfather's take on our meal, Joe Kelly talking about fake paying. Eh, okay. So here you go. Jake Diekman. It's a great podcast, a great look, a great behind the curtain when it comes to the Tampa Bay Rays, how they do things, and how Jake Diekman has become one of the better stories, better turnaround stories among all pitchers in the major leagues this year. Here you go. Here's Jake. All right. Congratulations. Hey, thanks. <laughs> All right. We're here to build out. Hey, listen, I mean, so the last time I talked to you, I don't know if you had pitched for the Rays yet. If you had, it had been like one time or yeah. something like that. But it's it's one of these things where, you know, we I thought it was fascinating and really interesting and then talking to Kyle about sort of like the process. And now we sit here months later. Like, what's it been like for you? I mean, it's great. Um, everyone likes each other. We're having fun. We're winning, which makes it more fun. Um, pitching aspect, they got easy philosophies. I feel like everyone always says it like, hey, get two strikes as fast as you can. Um, but they harp on it where it becomes like embedded in your head and that's what you're shooting for. Uh, you can get really, really easy, like early contact, which is that's what we want, and our defense is really good. So if they put it in play, good things will happen. Which is what you know we, we talked about. You said before this is what, and I remember you saying this. I've cited this before to other people about you saying like, you hear that you know get the strike one, but when you hear it from here, it hits a little bit different. Yeah, I feel like it because they are so like pitch oriented, where they have like a like a reputation around the league of being able to develop pitchers so if they say it i'm not saying like it holds more like weight to it but i mean you listen it holds more weight it to it 
<laughs> and so it's not like you're you're consciously saying I am going to go there and this is going to hold more weight yeah. but then like as you're doing it and I would imagine it's like anything results are results yeah, right? you get like I probably haven't thrown this many change-ups ever in my career but like I feel comfortable throwing it whatever I want like and you get weak contact on a certain pitch a couple times like in the zone and you swing you see hitters like miss hit it and they get themselves out like that breeds confidence in so it. why didn't you why no idea really mm-hmm. I mean were you so you just didn't I mean did you say guy well I would throw the change up once in a while yeah. and it'd be okay but then I might get hit so I would go away from it I'm not putting words in your mouth but no yeah but like yeah. that's probably basically it but now like there's been at bats where I've thrown four in a row mm-hmm. there's been at bats where I throw it three two mm-hmm. like yeah. So when did you realize, like I said, I, when I talked to you, it was pretty early on in the process. And then you get rolling with it. And then you're like, oh my goodness, like, I feel, I don't want to, because this is, your, this is your thing, right? This is, I don't, I don't want to give credit to you, but like, you must also feel fortunate, like, the, the, the path that led you to this point, right? Yes. I mean, I'm very fortunate that Tampa called. Um, and they were my number one choice because, like, they're pitching aura around this organization. So when they called the first couple days with Snide, he was like, hey, buy in for one month. I, like, whatever we're telling you, just try to buy in for one month. And after, like, two weeks, I was like... Really? Yeah. Like, first outing or two, it might have sucked, but then after that, like, you saw... You're gonna throw a scoreless inning in eight pitches. You're gonna, you're gonna, like, you're gonna be available more because you're getting early contact. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, you, you might give up second or third pitch hits. For the most part, you're not gonna give a, a first pitch hit. It's like five percent of the time. Um, but once you like fully buy in, then they said so. Give it a month to like for it to take root, basically. Yeah, like yeah. where you fully buy in and you feel comfortable, like okay, doing well. Not what we're saying, but like what we're like. <laughs> there he is. I know. <laughs> the, uh, that was a very awkward knee high five. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, so now that you've been here a few months, you must see other guys come in. And I don't know if you talk to them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, listen. Hey, listen to what they're saying. I don't know if you have examples of that or. Yeah, I mean, like, like. Lit got over here just at the basically the same point. Um, there's been a couple others, but like, if, if you honestly just like somewhat buy in, I think it's not changing like how you're pitching. It's more or less like just attacking hitters like over and over and over, and just kind of the aura and it coming from this organization. I feel like it doesn't like help you like tweak but like mentally it like Hmm. if they picked you up that means they like something about you Mm -hmm. which they think they can bring out the best in that certain aspect of whatever you're doing so I find this because since I talked to you I talked to Snides about this and and I we had Brazier on 
and I don't know if you followed what oh you pro, I don't know if you still talk like that to me is like I mean everyone there's different stories for everybody yeah. but the same sort of thing in the sense you learn that cutter right he, like they said go to Arizona you know, he'll downplay a little bit but to yeah. go to Arizona for 10 days learn a cutter that you never pitched through before and, and there you go but to your point the common thread is that that organization believed, saw something and, and believed in him, right? I yeah. mean, that, you probably see that around in certain organizations. 100%. Like, Brazier throws extremely hard. He has really good breaking ball. They might have seen, like, his arm path, and they were like, oh, well, we think him throwing 96, 97, like, that he can throw a 91-mile-an-hour cutter mm-hmm. from, like, his arm path. Or, like, mm-hmm. that's... With all technology and like biomechanic stuff, like they can break down and say you throw a curveball, but your arm slot is more or less like you could throw a harder slider that is just as like accepted in the zone. Like they can figure that stuff out like that now. Did they do so? That you talk about the changeup, is that something they said? Because that's another thing the Dodgers do, right? They say, we see this throw this, don't throw that. Did they do that with the changeup, or was that sort of an evolving thing for you? Uh, kind of like evolving. Yeah. Um, I threw it, and it's, it's like a big enough contrast to my fastball where like, it just keeps hitters like where I'm not just two pitches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was two pitches for like a decade. I think that's getting old. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, easier said than done, though. You know, you know, like it's, it's like, you know, good for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just add like another wrinkle where hitters can't like only sit on one pitch or the other. Right, right. So you're having fun. Yes, very. That's good. <laughs> Spoiler alert: winning's fun. Winning's fun. All right. Speaking of having fun, I asked you if you're into fantasy football. Yes. I feel like because I just because you were playing football, your season ticket holder to the only active major league would be the season ticket holder, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Assuming you did, you keep them. Yes, I did. All right. Well, okay. Uh, I did. Okay. Sorry. Don't worry. It'll... it'll, it'll We are fine. Matt Rule, I'm drinking the (laughs) Rule-Aid, and I'm all in. I don't care if we go four and whatever. Although I... The only game I want to win is next week in Colorado. Colorado. Mm -hmm. That's so... In case people don't know, you're a big Nebraska guy. Yes. You you literally have season tickets to Nebraska football. You weathered through the Scott Frost. I remember, I mean, the first time I met you, like, mm-hmm. I think we were trying to tie ourselves into not saying Scott Frost was going to work. Uh, anyway, so, but, but the Nebraska-Colorado thing, and I don't know, like, it's, this interests me. So. It's just like, back in the day, it used to be the biggest game that we had all year. Um, now we have like the day after Thanksgiving we have Iowa but it doesn't feel the same Um, so yeah like this brings back like my childhood where we go to Colorado or Colorado comes to us and last week Colorado looked really good yeah I, I, so I don't know what the 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 equivalent of the rule aid is with uh, with Dion. I don't know what that is, but I, I would imagine that ninety nine percent of the people there are drinking whatever it is. Yes, I I mean I think Colorado is going to be perfectly fine. Okay, so let me ask you this: as an athlete, and do you coach your kids or do, do, do? they're not old enough? Okay, 
but we all like you've had a bunch of managers a bunch of coaches and I like I f- find it interesting like I like oh that was an awesome pregame speech or the approach of this mm-hmm. I can give my opinion as a high school basketball coach mm-hmm. but you you have a, a another look at like when you see like Dion's thing and again maybe it's awesome I don't know what's your perspective of it uh I think it's a little bit different in football like baseball there's no way you could do that every game yeah like we play too much it would just get like super like rehearsed and like it wouldn't have the same like aura about it um football I like I love that he does that it's like the same thing as like after pregame warmups in the NFL like you'll see a linebacker or a yeah. wide receiver or somebody like sit in the middle and scream and like pump everyone up like Dion just did that they're only gonna get it what 13 times yeah I don't yeah so like it's a little bit different I think it works great in football um especially college football yeah and like every time he talks to the team all he's doing is like being super uplifting and positive and like instilling that they're Mm. extremely talented and that they shouldn't be scared to go play the other team so give me the baseball give me your best baseball Rudy on a stool speech oh god I don't even know if I could come up with one the only one that comes to mind is remember uh, San Francisco in the World Series yeah when Hunter Pence like lost his mind in the dugout yeah like that yeah yeah like it has to be like super spontaneous right but yeah, I mean, we have Dave Ortiz, and this goes back to 13 mm-hmm. in the World Series. But then you find out, like, ah, oh, you know, he said, just go get him, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But I think it's the intent. Like, so again, it's it's very dangerous in the baseball world to do that. Like mm-hmm. I said, like, it's like goes with team meetings. Yeah. Right? I feel like in a, in a baseball dugout, the only time that, like, really happens, say, like, where you're, like, teetering on, like, a cross rope, like, it could either go downhill very quickly or like you're right on the cusp of like getting in the back of the game or like it's a tie game in the eighth and like you just need to spark the team really quick you see managers do it like sporadically they'll do it like at the perfect time and get ejected Mm -hmm. and then they just ride that momentum like into the end of the game right and you've seen that where managers like I'm gonna game run Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's I mean another one jumps to mind was in the World Series 2018 where, uh, I don't know if it's this head, but Chris Sale walking through the dugout saying about Rich Hill, he's got two pitches, two pitches, which I've asked both guys about. <laughs> two, and, and the funny thing is, you look at everybody, everyone's like sort of just like, <laughs> but it's, it's just different. I'm just, I was just curious because I know you're a football guy and a baseball guy. So, so speaking. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Of which, all right, let's get down to brass tacks. Fantasy football in baseball has taken a a step up in terms of visibility, in terms of creativity, uh, I think. I mean, obviously, we had the Trout, Fam, like that stuff happen. Um, 
How many leagues are you in, first of all? Just one, just here. Just here, okay. So I just asked Trevor Story how he picked the order. They picked the order. Theirs was darts. What did you already... It was uh, bingo, like... Uh, like, oh, the bingo! Uh, like yeah, yeah. Like the roller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the, that was it. Yep. Okay. Was now, do you? Uh, I have the number one pick, and that sucked. Oh, you have the number one. Pick. I did. Oh, you. Oh, you did. We already did the draft. Oh, it's because it snaked. Yeah, it sucked. Who did you, you pick? Jefferson. But then I didn't pick for like thirty-five more minutes. It sucked. <laughs> it was so bad. Have you ever won the league? I have. Where? When? Texas. Oh, you did? Okay. Yep. Was, uh, so what? Uh, I got a good amount of money. I was I'm not going to ask you. That's, that's, that's gauche. I would never do that. But I will ask you this. Have you been in a league with, do you have the punishment for the, for last place? Uh, no. I, like, that's the thing I would really want to do, to see how serious guys would take it. Because it sucks, like, sometimes you'll have a 12-team league. All of a sudden, there'll be three teams like somewhat out of it in the yeah. past, in the last like three or four weeks, and they don't even try. They don't fill out a roster. Yeah, that's why so you like, do it. You're like, what are you doing? Yeah, that's why you should do it. I like getting like, like a little tattoo, or like ah, that's good. Something like yeah, we had so we were in a league with some of the old Papelbon and. And uh, and Gomes and and Sullivan. Papelbon wanted to chain the lo- the loser had to chain himself to a shopping cart thing in the middle of the parking lot for twenty four hours. Which I seems love to, that. Oh, do you? Yes. So <laughs> I love Papelbon. I thoroughly love that idea. <laughs> uh, you are formally invited into our league because uh, he uh, he is he is chomping at the bit. But he um, we settled on the license plate cover. The loser had to do the license plate cover of the choice of the winner for an entire year. So, in other words, if oh. you would have to do like Colorado, yeah. Oh. yeah, it'd be like go buffs on the back of my truck. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. That would suck. Yeah. See, but that would make you actually try through the whole yeah. year. So, yeah. Or but, like illegal trading, like just random. But like, you don't do that here. No. Yeah. We'll call people out. We used. It goes back to the the all end all of baseball fantasy when that all this stuff went down were you surprised it got that intense because I like it's it's high stakes I get that you know yeah like it's pretty high stakes like especially if you win especially if it's like a good amount of money yeah oh no I I get it (laughs) so so you can understand that yeah like if there's like insider trading and some team whips out like their best quarterback and wide receiver for three like ant players at yeah. the end of the year you're like what is going on <laughs> so, uh, so my guess is that you came away from your draft feeling good because there's no there's no nobody ever comes away from their draft not feeling good no I feel like all 12 of the guys that have a team yeah. in there they all feel yeah, pretty they all feel good until week one when yeah. one team scores 93 and you're like man yeah. that team sucks <laughs> it's, 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 it's a chance to feel good at least for one day a year yeah um, alright and it makes September not so like because um. you're coming out of August that's the biggest thing about like football season back August you kind of feel sluggish at the end of it it's the dog days of summer 
and then September football comes and you just ride that. You guys were literally just out here, like you weren't just like throwing a football. You were, we were running plays. We were running plays. I, I liked the little rub route you ran. Like yeah, it was it was mm-hmm. it, it, I, I, it looked like the one that uh, KK was the receiver and I just crushed him off the line. <laughs> yeah. It kind of looked like what Seattle tried to run with Malcolm Butler in their south of the ball. <laughs> um, all right. Couple quick last things. What's the weirdest thing you've ever signed? And I ask this because I've been getting a lot of weird answers for it. Mm. Like I hate signing like cell phone covers. Yeah, a lot of that seems to be a thing. Now. I, I don't like that. So we've got a toaster, a uh, sock, and this is in the last couple weeks. Toaster, sock, welding helmet, prosthetic leg, like a cast. Cast. Yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a little kid yeah, feels yeah, like crap yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, so yeah. that's, that's all right. Yeah, cell phone cover. A toaster's weird. I know. I love that. Was actually from a pros, uh, San Diego Projects prospect, Jackson Merrill. Which these are minor leaguers. Like, mm-hmm. and this is how it came about. Where I'm like, what's the weirdest thing about being like in the limelight? They're like, we sign weird stuff. Anyway, last thing, and this has to do with our our good friend Joe. All right, and I asked Graveman this. Okay, just the other day. So I went out to dinner with Joe, and we had a fake paying situation, which is he obviously was going to pay the bill. It was a bunch of people. And so my broadcast partner, Will Fleming, did the, Joe, no, no, but like, you know, you know, you know. Yeah. So I asked Grayman about this, and he said, like, his strategy is that he always goes and gives a card ahead of time. What's your what's your take on fake paying? Uh, there's there's a couple ways you can go about it. I feel like one, like when you first order your food, or like appetizer, whatever, or like entree when it comes around and talks to you, tell him you okay. have without letting anyone else know. Yes. Okay. Um, or. Did KG say the bathroom and then you meet him, like, fake go to the bathroom and... Yeah, yes, yes. Or do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, like, credit card roulette is so fun. <laughs> but do it, like, where you already pay for it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, there's a, a couple different ways, but either, like, when we order our main course or whatever, just either hand him your card or tell him, like, hey, bring the check to me. Um... Because you can get a lot of guys with alligator arms at the end of the night. Yeah. Well, shouldn't it just go? We all know what people make, right? Yeah. Well, that's what Joe said. I know if you're richer than me. And, yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, was, it, was, it was great because Joe did a great imitation of Jemai Webster uh, at the end of the table saying he had planned the whole thing. Like, what? 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 Dessert? Huh? What? <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, we solved a lot of problems today. Right. Thanks. <laughs> In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to the Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it.